Are you tired of waiting in the security line at the airport? Tired of cross-country bus trips sitting next to vagrants? Well, consider those worries of the past and experience the ultimate travel experience with Brundle's Telepods. Just step right in with your bags and boom, you're instantly teleported to another pod across the country. Hey, where'd, where'd your bags go? Welcome to Horror Movie Talk. Hello. Um, so, uh, your expert hosts each week are me, Dr. Bryce Hansen. I have a PhD in spookology. And across from me sits Professor David Spaghetti Day. Spaghetti McGarnagle is my name. Uh, the foremost fir- expert in Skernamaz. Uh, new theatrical releases always get priority, but we also review older horror movies, both good and horrorable. Got a great show today, yesterday, last night, just hours ago. Uh, we screened The Fly at Kickin's Theater in Vancouver, Washington, and uh, thought, well, that's a no-brainer. Why don't we just review The Fly? I don't know why we didn't do these on the other ones, on the burbs. That would have been... Good. We almost did. Yeah, we almost did. Um, but I, we were already planning something else. I think we there was a new we release, had, wasn't we there? We had a lot on our plate. There was just it's been it has been we've been trying to make up a bunch of uh, a bunch of uh, backup episodes over the past couple months, and it's just been it's just been a whirlwind. So yeah, it's hard to think of the weeks where we're not doing two episodes. It's been a long time. Yeah, because we've, we've got patron exclusive content, so that's two. That's two extra episodes. We took a trip to uh, the most expensive place on earth uh, <laughs> in January. You and me. No, it's the most magical place. On oh, earth. I'm sorry. Uh, in January, your family and my family went to Dinewell, and uh, we've been trying to recover financially and <laughs> podcast wise since then. Because as it turns out, taking like two weeks of vacation equals. Just months and months and months right. of of paying for it. Yeah, it's almost June. We're almost there. Uh, I, yeah, uh, yeah. Formally, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Formally, fuck you, Disney World. Like, uh, it's no fun. <laughs> yeah, the more I think about it, the more it's like, yeah, that was so. The not further worth it. the further away you get from like having fun with your family or being able to spend time for several weeks like together. I see. The more you see, like, we could have done that at an eighth of the cost and had just as much fun doing something else. Yeah, every time I see a Disney World commercial, there's, like, smiling families of color and, like, just having, just a, just having a blast. And they're, like, they're, like, all kempt. Uh-huh. And like they're smiling, like their pocketbook doesn't like it isn't like kicking them in the dick. And 
And all it really was was just line standing simulator four thousand. Do you want a fifty do-, do you want to pay fifty dollars for four hot dogs? Well, how about paying fifty dollars for four hot dogs while getting kicked in the dick? <laughs> it's like, oh, please stop. You got to stand in a line to get the hot dogs. God damn it! <laughs> yeah, and then like at one o'clock after you spent two hundred dollars for hot dogs for your family, um, that's when your kids are like, "I want to go home." And you're like, and all you can do is kind of curl up in a ball and go, "Thank you." Like, <laughs> Like, you're so tired of, like, standing in lines. I think they actually just take your credit card and just start charging $5 a minute as you're in the park at this point. Yeah, they're just like, uh, it's called the fuck you tax. Guess what it's for? (laughs) Sorry, so this is about the fly. This podcast sponsored by Disney World. (laughs) (laughs) Check out their new series, Obi-Wan Kenobi. So, uh, yeah, we watched The Fly, and this is one of those where it's like, I can't believe we haven't gotten to this one yet. It's such a tentpole. I mean, the, when you when I think of body horror, I definitely think of The Fly. I had been so long since I've seen this that I've, like, I, you know, you remember, you know, you remember because of what people say, like, oh, man, The Fly, but this is the, one of the craziest most amazing horror movies ever made. Yeah. Truly. And the best the best thing is we got to see it with a group of people and that adds so much oh. because there's probably a good third yeah. that had never seen The Fly before. For our Kiggins Cult of Horror. Yeah. And the reactions. Just audible gasps and like Oh dude. It was wild. There was people there was people just like like yeah. you know, like, and I I got to tell you, Steve-O was there, wasn't he? Did you, oh, did oh. um, did you ever look over at me during the impressive scenes in this movie? Um, I looked over once. I thought you were like covering your eyes, but a few times I was just I caught myself sitting there with my mouth wide open, just like oh, what? <laughs> like there yeah. was like when he starts pulling his fingernails off, I was just like. This is insanity. <laughs> like, I was, I was just like, how does somebody think about this stuff? Yeah. Um. So, uh, before we get into the show, if you're new, um, you should check out our website, horrormovietalk.com. Uh, we post new episodes every Wednesday, so please subscribe. Leave us a rating if you would. If you want to call and leave us a voicemail, call 682-253-4468. And, um, uh, yeah, we give a score on... Scale of 1 to 10, 1 being bad, 10 being good. You know how 10, 1 to 10 works. Yeah. Um, later on, we'll be doing a couple bits. A new bit that I'm very excited about that we've had like in the back. I don't. I have no idea how it's going to work because it's called Horrible Videos. Horrible. And this is one of those episodes where it feels fitting. This came to me. Uh, I'm going to be super honest with you. This came to me. This is a copycat. Okay. This is... Oh, from YMH. Right. This is... Uh, horrible or hilarious. Horrible or hilarious, but with a horror theme. Yeah. It's... Yeah, I don't... There's a number of ways we can spin it, but mostly it's just me showing David a bunch of uh, disturbing videos. Yeah. And recording his reaction. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. May, should we include the videos in the post? Maybe. Yeah, we probably should. I guess. That would be good Good traffic to the site. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Um, and then we'll be entering your voicemails for horror movie whores. We've got a lot of voicemails. Man was... Men was a huge episode yeah. for us, apparently, for, with like um, listener interaction. Everyone had to take. I mean, I guess I'm a pretty sick guy. Yeah, they don't. Us guys, pretty sick. They people people not fans. Um. Um. Okay, so let's get into it. Um. Again, last night we screened the fly, and it was ooey gooey good. Here's the trailer. I think you're making a mistake. I think you really want to talk to me. Sorry, I have three other interviews to do before this part is over. Yeah, but they're not working on something that'll change the world as we know it. They say they are. Yeah, but they're lying. There is a limit, even to the imagination. Human teleportation, molecular decimation, breakdown, and reformation is inherently purging. Where our greatest creations meet our deepest fears. Something went wrong, Seth. When you went through, something went wrong. You are about to go beyond that limit. weird hairs that were growing out of your back I had them analyzed but they were definitely not human if you saw how scared and angry and desperate he is I'm sure Typhoid Mary was a very nice person too when you saw her socially no you're afraid to be destroyed and recreated aren't you you're changing Seth everything about you is changing oh no what's happening to me am I dying I want to know what's going on what does the disease want Wants to turn me into something else. Oh no. A fly got into the transmitter pod with me that first time when I was alone. Don't go back to it. Could be contagious. Uh, I'm afraid. Don't be afraid. No. Be afraid. Be very afraid. David Cronenberg, directed by David Cronenberg, starring Jeff Goldblum and Blum. Gina Davis. Dude, Gina Davis is so hot. Uh, yeah, there is. I mean, this is probably peak hot Gina Davis time. Oh, I don't know about that. Um, a year, a couple of years later, we got Beetlejuice, and whew, I mean, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, in the in this period, this period of, but whatever happened to her? She's still working. Is she? Yeah, she's on a lot of TV stuff. She was like on some show where she's the president. I can't remember what what it's called, but the West Wing. <sighs> yes. <No>? Okay. <laughs> Current television show, The West Wing. Um. So Jeff Goldblum plays Seth Brundle, a brilliant scientist that has successfully developed a working transporter. When he shows it to Gina Davis's Veronica Quaif, her name is Quaif. Just want to st- pause there. Uh. There are still a few kinks to work out with transporting living tissue vis-a-vis keeping the insides in. 
<laughs> in an impulsive moment, he after he corrects the issue, he decides to transport himself as the first human subject. However, he was so preoccupied with whether he could, he didn't stop to think if he should. <laughs> as time goes on, he doing. slowly realizes that something went wrong and his body experiences a terrifying metamorphosis. Um, the fly still works. David Cronenberg has made his career off of pushing the limits, and in this movie, by doing so, he creates one of the best body horror movies ever filmed. And, you know, he's done body horror up to this point, too. I mean, Videodrome and, and Scanners. Scanners. Yeah. Um, this film won an Oscar for Best Makeup, for good reason. Seth Brundle's slow transformation moves from the superficial to the grotesque so gradually that you still think of him think of him as a man even when he becomes a straight-up monster. Uh, that's actually a big benefit to the film because you maintain empathy for an utterly disgusting creature up to the final shot of the film. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, it's so effective. Like, it's so... And it's not... It's probably uh, this is a hard. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think people will have take may take issue with this. I don't think it's that crazy of a thing to say, but I think it's Cronenberg's best, uh, best film. And I think it's because of Gina Davis and um, Goldblum. Uh, yeah, Goldblum adds some weird sort of levity. You know this. S- super unique Goldblum mm-hmm. magic that's like <laughs> yeah no the levity that he adds to this takes the super sad storyline and makes it manageable and palatable mm-hmm. and not like soul crushing right. it's very well I don't know <laughs> it's pretty soul crushing it's I mean it's it is but it makes it manageable, you know? Like, you can sit through it because you're like, wow, what a performance by these these two. Yeah. Gina Davis and Def, Jeff Goldblum uh, really work well together, which isn't surprising since they were dating uh, when they filmed. Jeff Goldblum suggested Gina Davis as the actress, and later they married for several years. Davis's performance really grounds the film for the audience because mm-hmm. we're really watching all of the events of the film from the perspective of Veronica. Her reactions of wonder and horror really sell the special effects that we witness. Uh, Jeff Goldblum is the perfect casting for a mad scientist as the character's eccentricities are utterly believable coming from him. Although I have to say, this feels like 50% Goldblum. Like he goes, compared to today... Jeff Goldblum is like one of the most eccentric actors inside and outside of a film. Well, I th- like if you compare this to we just rewatched um, Thor: God of Thunder, mm. um, or whatever. Thump- is Thunder. this the, is this a new? It's not the brand new one. It's the last. It's the last Thor movie. Oh, okay. Anyways, Jeff Goldblum plays a character in it, and he's just super eccentric and it's basically just him playing himself well that's the thing <laughs> this though point. this is 86 and uh and go this is arguably his, his breakout role yeah. and he hadn't you know he was still a, an honest to god actor that was trying to make something of himself mm-hmm. and after this he can start 
becoming a brand, you know? Right. Like, his brand of acting is, you know, it's like a walking sort of thing. Right. It's like... Oh, what you what you when you when you're getting Clint Eastwood on your film, you're going for Clint Eastwood. Like, right. it's the same thing with Goldblum, and and this is before that really kind of has taken. Although he's, he's very Goldblumy. Yeah, it's it's got a he's got kind of the same trajectory as Nick Cage, where it's like yeah, he just really leans into yes. eccentricities, like um, uh, Walken. Walken's just walking. Yeah, like he's not. He's not, not playing acting. it up. Yeah, and no. he doesn't. He doesn't get like more walking as time goes on. He's just that's what he hey, is. Oh. But Jeff Goldblum is like who uh, Dan the the uh, owner of the theater uh-huh. was talking about how he just saw him last month and he was just like putting his hands down his pants during a panel interview or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, you know impressive. Very nice. Very nice. Um, so overall, the story, the characters, and special effects are all masterful and don't age a bit in the 36 years since its release. Um, this is one of those easy 10 out of 10s. Like, no, no question. Oh. In terms of, like, importance to the genre, breakout outside of the genre, like, um, themes and, and just how it sticks with you, it's one of the best movies ever made i oh yeah i i feel like you know it's so weird because so often you you know so we ask a lot of people a lot of people message us um and you know tell us they want us to review something or they like our stuff or they hate our stuff or something like that so we get to talk to a lot of horror fans and one of my favorite questions to ask is what are your favorite horror movies and so i have seen hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of lists of you know y'all's favorite horror movies and the list always goes like this uh, almost always it goes like if it goes the thing alien the shining the fly you know, th- these are th- these are common throughout. Yeah. And I feel but in that order, you know, the, the thing, alien, the shining and fly. And I feel like the order is somewhat important. And I feel like the fly after watching this in a theater last night with a bunch of people, I'm not going to lie to you. I think it may be a better It's a different, Yeah, okay. If you were to put in terms of body horror, this up against the, the thing. thing, right? I gotta say, I I like this one way more. Crushing. They're both pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, like they're f- b- 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 nuts. But the thing has this frantic energy around it that's kind of uh that kind of is just like goes off into the energy just kind of dissipates off into the walls yeah, because the, the <laughs> I think the thing with the thing is that. It really goes, yeah, balls to the wall, crazy with the with the special effects to where it only wants to show it for like a couple seconds before moving on because at at some point you see like the flailing tentacles and if you if you watch that too long then it just becomes like oh okay that looks like a 
amusement park feature, you know. But not only that, not only that, there's there are different energies to these right. movies. The thing is not is is very mysterious and it's it's a it's a suspense piece. Uh-huh. Right? So it's like, oh, who is it? Where where so it feels less personal. Whereas the fly is about one man who mm-hmm. you're invested in, his transformation into the most unfortunate thing ever. Right. And the thing I mean, the point of the thing is that it's a shapeshifter and can change into anything. Right. So really it's anytime you see it crazy, it's when it's not formed into a human or like a, a mimic. And so it's always like, oh, this is it's temporary, you know? Yeah. And then with the fly it's they dwell with it it's and you personal. have to sit there and look at it for at length, you know, and, and it gets worse and worse and goes so much further than you can imagine it can go. And he's, he's so good at just upping the, the fly antics. Uh-huh. Each scene is towards that end scene where he's kind of moving towards his final transformation. Mm-hmm. He's so like, He's so beyond some methed out person. <laughs> like he's just completely gone. It's so strange. Yeah, I to mean, see. The, there's the there's the makeup, which is you know deserves number one top posting for the importance of this movie. And honestly, I think it's the the makeup artist was the first credit that you see at the end. Wow, and uh, which is deserved. But you can't um, undercut Jeff Goldblum's physical performance during the film like just he sells it so well that i can't imagine anyone could do as good of a job as he could maybe maybe daniel day lewis yeah no yeah so for those of you who aren't aware we have a a live series of shows that we're doing at uh, in vancouver washington at the kiggins theater this you know like like bryce said at the start we this was a screening uh, so we introduced it with some comedy at the start we had a raffle at the end we had a real good time the audience is fabulous the energy is great and we got our last show um where we're screening hereditary on the fourth Friday of of June, mm-hmm. and so let's see here. Which let's see. Let me pull up my calendar here. That's going to be June twenty fourth, and so you guys got to come out. And this is going to be a big one. Lots of people from around the country have said they're going to be making this. Yeah, there's some people flying in. Um, and yeah, we're going to do our last big marketing push for this. Um, got about like two hundred flyers that we need to put up somewhere <laughs> it went quick last time we did it if you just find a place where yeah. you can staple stuff to yeah. poles yeah yeah we gotta go to portland unfortunately go do that because it's not legal in vancouver i'm sure it's not legal in portland oh either. it's legal in portland fuck portland anyway i'm sorry i didn't mean that. um so yeah check us out uh friday june 24th 9 p.m the hereditary Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a great show, and 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 got to give a shout out because we got some really cool swag from A twenty four that they sent out for the screening. Yeah, A twenty four is pretty jazzed that we're going to be doing a uh, a big show around their movies. So they sent uh, some coffee table books, some pins, some Tony Collette pins, some yeah. badass A twenty four. I know. I don't really want to give them out to be honest. Yeah, maybe we just pocket <laughs> that shit and give them the Blu rays. Um. So yeah. Uh. 
Yeah, the fly is for me. I just undeniable. Yeah, it's complete total ten out of ten. Yeah, top 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 tier. It's. I I feel like it. I feel like Goldblum and Davis. I, I like what you said, Davis. It takes this, so it feels so goofy on the scenes where it's with Goldblum sometimes, and Davis grounds it way down. Yeah. She's like, oh my God, like, her reaction. She's, she's a great actress. I mean, her reactions, and like, it, it really sells it. Because you can tell, like, she's fallen fast in love with this guy, and, and uh, is horrified by, you know, what he's becoming. Yeah, in 2014, she uh, voiced... Uh, Princess Persephone on the t- on my daughter's favorite TV series, Doc McStuffins. Oh, yeah. So she's you know she's coming a long way. The last credit is 2014. No, no, she's in Grey's Anatomy for like uh, 13 episodes. Uh, that's probably the one you were talking about. Um, she also vo- she 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 does a decent amount of voice work. She uh, she plays Huntara in the in the. <laughs> In She-Ra and the Princess of okay. Power TV okay. series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Uh, speaking of She-Ra, <laughs> I don't know. Um, we want to take a moment, just sit right there, and let me tell you all about how I became the spokesman for Night Channels. Nightchannels.com is an excellent website to find things to cover your body. Uh, Night Channels has some of the best horror-themed, occult-themed, and alternative uh, and hard rock music tees and hoodies. Um, go there at horror, sorry nightchannels.com and just browse. We, we tell you to take the Night Channels Challenge. If you just browse, you're going to find like three or four shirts that you just have to have designs that you can't find anywhere else and if you use code hmt at checkout you get 13 percent off your entire order so go to nightchannels.com and use that code um if you're listening to these ads or if you're hearing ads you, you should know that you don't have to if you go to patreon.com slash horror movie talk you can join our patreon and we give uh some tiers Early access to episodes right after we edited them, and we remove all of the advertisements. So, stop complaining, and, uh, you know, man up with the seven bucks that it would take to... Sorry, man man or and or woman and or non-conforming up to uh, join Patreon. Um, If you... have to return some videotapes. Um, if you want to buy any merch from us, you go to our store at hornmovietalk.com slash shop. We got logo tees and stickers. Um, we want to give a shout out to our resident artist, Dustin Goble. He's a professional artist who fucks hard. He also takes commissions for artwork. So check him out at dgobel 0 on Instagram and, uh, reach out to him there. Again, if you want to leave us a voicemail, call 682-253-4468. Thanks for listening. Let's get into spoilers. Tell well you know. Oops. Bing! Spoilers. Dude, is there any way to... Well, yeah, no, I... 
Is there any way to spoil this movie? I mean, it's a 36-year-old movie, and you should know that the movie called The Fly is about a guy becoming a fly. Have you seen the uh, the original from the 50s? No. Oh, man. I, th- I watched that in my childhood a couple times because it was on TV, you know, on yeah. cable or whatever. Help me! Help me! So, such a weird other version of this um, because... Instead of being a fusion, uh-huh. you get two different, you know, you get a man-sized fly uh-huh. and a fly-sized man. Oh. Right. Interesting. It, and it's, and so you get a little head of a person on this little teeny fly, and he can talk and think and feel just like a person would. Uh-huh. And, um, and then you have this terrifying monster of a man. Uh, who has, you know, the the feelings and mm-hmm. drives of a regular fly, mm-hmm. and uh, real similarly tragic. Just, so it's just crawling around and shit. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, similarly tragic. Um, very iconic. A worthwhile watch. Like truly, like c- classic. Starring Vincent Price, right? That I I have no yeah, recollection sure. of or memory, but um, yeah, this take is so gross <laughs> comparatively. <laughs> um, whoo, uh, such a crazy idea, and I don't I don't know where the story came from originally. Is this a H.G. Wells or something like that? Um, or was this well, I thought a- it was originally from like Franz Kafka's Metamorphosis. Oh yeah, that would make sense if it was, um, yeah. Um, so yeah, this film takes a bit of a different route. Um, the the main storyline is yeah, like he, um, inadvertently fuses his DNA with a flies from doing this teleportation. And then just slowly morphs into a hybrid to where he's he starts out as Seth Brundle and then becomes Brundlefly. I'd like to make a correction. The Fly is actually a science fiction horror short story by French-British writer George Langelan. Okay. It was published in the June 1957 issue of Playboy magazine. Oh, okay. Right? Well, fucking weird. And then um, they began production of the film in 58. I have no idea what Metamorphosis is about, to be honest. <sighs> I can't recall now. Um, you know who you know who knows that story pretty well is uh, Justin. We had him on mm. this show. Hmm. For The Thing, I think, actually. Yeah. yeah, I think he came on for The Thing. Um, okay, so it starts out... Uh, this movie moves at a pretty significant clip. Like especially with how how much stuff they pack into it, yeah. and how many um, like escalations and and versions of the Brundlefly. It's pretty impressive. It's a tight little package. Yeah, yeah it's and crazy. it starts off really. It's like starts out at a party. Uh, Seth Brundle meets Veronica. Immediately takes her back to his apartment to show her these telepods, and uh, she takes off her. She like asks her like, Can you, "Do you have like an item that's highly personal to you that you know couldn't be replicated?" And I'll show you. And she like takes off, 
her shoe, and I'm like, she's gonna give her give him her panties or something. It would make sense. I was like, oh, she's gonna give him her shoe because that's the easiest thing to take off. Right. You know, like here's my shoe. But then she's like, she, it's it, this is one of those signals that men never pick up on. Mm. But but women are like, I'm giving you a very obvious signal that I am into <laughs> you. And the dude's like, okay, well you could just give me a shoe, but I'll take your mm-hmm. pantyhose instead. Thank you. Yeah. Like, and he's just like oblivious to it, the way a man who only works on teleporting things <laughs> would be. Yeah. So he, she gives him her nylon stocking. To which I I would have loved it if it was just Jeff Goldblum stuffed it in his nose like. (sighs) 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 Puts it in the teleporter and teleports over and she's amazed. Uh, To which I think like, wow, she really would be fooled by any illusionist. Like any magician could have shown her this trick and she would have been like, oh my God, you're a genius. Wow. David Copperfield is like, yeah. Yeah, I am a genius. I'm a scientist, so you gonna fuck me or what? It's uh, you know, aren't you aren't you like low key a huge David Copperfield fan? Huge. <laughs> no? I mean, I don't know. I I was a I was a fan of magic. I I like. It's not like I seek it out in, anymore, but as a kid, like I really liked um, that. And David Copperfield had a lot of specials like yeah. on TV when, when I was younger. When we were kids, yeah, David Copperfield was the. Um, who's that guy who jumped a bunch of canyons and shit? D- Evil Knievel. Evil Knievel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it stopped being Evil Knievel in the in the eighty in the seventies or the eighties, and it started being David Copperfield. Yeah. We just get special after special after yeah. special. It's an illusion, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, who would do these these stunts like you know making the Statue of Liberty disappear or uh, walking through the Great Wall of China? That's the one I remember most. I was like see his silhouette he just goes through it it's magic Um, did he really make the statue of liberty disappear though yeah david of course what really yeah they there's filmed proof what but it's still there though i think well he put it back oh (laughs) don't want to be an irresponsible (laughs) idiot (laughs) have to return some videotapes I have to return some statues. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that you know what the best analogy is. Um, David Copperfield was the early '90s version of David Blaine. David Blaine. Yeah, David Blaine came out with a bunch of specials. Um, David that Blaine's were like events. Yeah, David Blaine's first couple specials were like. They capitalized on that Blair Witch feel, you know, that like, is this real? What's, yeah. what's real? Yeah. It's like, is this found footage? Kind of, it felt it felt like low production quality, but like it got like weirdly high amount of airtime on like, you know, prime time NBC, which at the time was a big fucking deal and now is literally like, you know, just any, any whole thing. It's just dumb. But, um... But yeah, it was, yeah, Blaine came out. I feel like Blaine was just, I, I don't feel like Blaine ever really truly reached the level of Copperfield because I think Copperfield still has a, like a big residency in, in. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the difference is that David Blaine is all about 
street magic, right. close close up magic, where it's a one on one thing. That's a good way to explain away your lesser success. <laughs> you know, I like, mean, David, I'm committed to something that's shittier. <laughs> David, uh, well, I mean, uh, not to knock it, I mean, David Blaine like figured out like you can make a lot of money off of television specials, yeah. but David Copperfield is has high production value that works in a live show. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I actually saw him when I was younger when he came to he came to Portland. It was magical. You're pushing your boner down the whole time. Just like, oh, yeah. You know, David Copperfield looks a lot like Jeff Goldblum, if, if I'm being honest. Oh, really? Like kind of the same big so Gina Davis curly hair. would have been justified in her lady boner over right. the stocking moving from one telepod to yeah. the other. Those so, telepods are are fabulous. Like ev- yeah. everything about this movie just fits just just right. Mm-hmm. I, I love his apartment. It's this dingy like five fifth floor walk up in like this like industrial warehouse, yeah. warehouse part of. It felt like New York or Chicago or something like that. Sure. Yeah, and then and then a lot of the movie is actually shot in that walk up. Like you don't realize. Most of the movie is takes place in his apartment. Yeah. Um. So Veronica like is astounded by the abilities of these telepods, and goes back to tell her editor and ex boyfriend, um, which I can't remember his name. I think I have it, it written. I have written. written was it David? Else. No, it was. I have it here. But Stathis. His his last name is Stathis. And uh, he's like, (laughs) rightly so, says, uh, you've obviously been conned. It's not that hard to make a nylon stocking disappear and reappear in two places. You could go down to Vegas and see this done about 20 times a night. Yeah. Um, And he's like, ah, there's no story there. And then... um, Goldblum comes back to... There's a really strong through line in this of, like, um, of feminism mm. and, like, uh, like dudes riding off... So, it, a, a big part of this is Stathis riding off Gina Davis and being like, bitch, you don't know what's up. I know what's up. You're dumb. And she's like, no, I, I feel like I'm on to something. He's like, you're a rube. You're wrong. Yeah, and a, a, another title for this movie that would have been just as good as would be Men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's there's a lot of toxic masculinity in this in this one from Stathis and toxicity, toxicity, and uh, there's a lot from Stathis, but also from Brundle. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, because Brundle is straight up like. No, you're going to do what I fucking want you to do. You get in this fucking teleporter that's, or I'm leaving you. That's yeah, but you you can't say that's toxic masculinity. At that point he's half fly. Right. Toxic fly. Flyity. Masculinity. Okay. <laughs> What's the scientific name for a house fly? Buzz offivity. Um yeah, he well, he can't he's after he okay. So, well, let's get to the part, let's get to the part where it's, yeah, you were saying it takes off pretty quickly, and I had forgotten how quickly it does take off, because, 
So he basically meets Gina Davis. He transports her nylon, and she's like, "Damn!" And then he's like, "You know what? Though it has it has one downfall, which is I can't seem to get live things to move from one thing to the other." And so he shows this. You found out what a housefly is? Yeah, how the uh, scientific name for a housefly is Musca domestica diptera. Okay, great. Mm, f- yeah. Uh, uh, toxic. Muscivity. Uh, uh So he's like, you know, the one downfall of my machine is that it can't seem to transport living material. And he proves this by, <laughs> he's like, instead of just getting a cat off the street or something like that, he's like, I, good news, I have a living <laughs> sample of something. I've spent. You know, $10,000 on this baboon. A baboon. A baboon. A baboon. Mm-hmm. And and then he just proceeds to fucking mutilate the shit out of this baboon by teleporting it. Yeah. She's like, what went wrong? He's like, mm, I think it teleported inside out. The gasping in the audience during this part. Right. Th- this is where you first get your first little glimpse of like, this movie's going to kick you in the nuts. And... That, like, transported inside-out baboon is, wow. It's like they took a shag carpet and just wet it down <laughs> with blood. It was so fucking gnarly. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I just can't... I gotta figure out the... I think I set it to outside-in. Yeah, we don't I, want I that. gotta change that setting on the teleporter. Click. And so, it pretty much as soon as... They and then they have like a little bit of a like a romantic aside. They fuck, and then he's like, "Oh, oh, you're my muse." I'm starting to understand. Like the thing I didn't do was I didn't program the computer to be jazzed, basically, (laughs) about transporting living tissue. It's just trying to recreate it, but it has to be jazzed about it. Yeah, this is like the one part where it's like. Magic. Uh, don't don't worry about it. It does, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, it, it's like it says this thing, and you're like, "Oh, we're that's that's it. That's the only thing that we're gonna say about that." Because mm-hmm. it's Gina Davis. They just fucked, and she's like, oh, "I just want to eat you up." Like women go crazy for the flesh, and he's like, oh, "Crazy for the crazy flesh. for the flesh." I'll make the computer crazy for the flesh, and then I don't know. And then he, he types in he crazy in, for the flesh. Yeah. Go bonkers <laughs> when living tissue enters. And the computer's like, uh-huh. takes it from there and is like, gotcha. I got you, bro. And uh, and so, but then she. And then it just works. Yeah. And then it just works. There's she, no there's no explanation. He has, for some reason, another $10,000 baboon. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he's like, I'm sorry I fucked your brother up, but with you, I promise things are going to go fine. <laughs> And so this baboon is like, got you, bro. We'll, let's do it. Sends the baboon through. The baboon comes through the other side unfazed. But he's got to send it for tests. He's like, this isn't, this isn't, like, we don't know, like, that this is cool. Mm-hmm. That, in that scene, she gets, a, like, a message from her, from her ex-boyfriend, Stathis, who is like, I'm going to print your shit. I'm going to blow gold yeah. bloom out of the water here. Yeah, and so she send, gets she gets off. I'm sorry, go ahead. Statha sends like the cover of the future 
issue of this magazine featuring Brundle. And she's already, like, said she... Because he already, like, rejected the idea and she was going to go find somewhere else to publish it. So she's like... She goes, I got to take care of some unfinished business with my ex. And goes and, like, basically tells him he, sh- he can't publish it. He can't publish it because Goldblum is going to have me follow him long-term and write a book about this. Right. So... Um, and that's where the problems start because Seth is overthinking why she's gone and she's like just imagining that she's fucking him and like, "Mm." this is the part, this is the exact part where I wanted to get to with that quick walkthrough. This is where guys go. This is probably where everybody goes. Um, when that relationship starts and then the person on the other end, could could just be sick. You know, they're just like, I have the shits. You know, like, I have to go potty real bad all the time. I can't spend today with you. Mm. And then the the other person just spirals the drain. They're like, oh, God, what's, what's it mean that she's gone? Seth just drinks and drinks. Mm-hmm. This is the most relatable thing in the entire movie to me. Where I'm just like, oh, it's time to panic now. Oh, we're panicking about somebody mm-hmm. other, somebody else's actions. What does it mean? What was she really trying to say? Because it's not totally clear. And and then he just goes YOLO and steps inside the telepod and decides to transport himself. Mm-hmm. Um, unbeknownst to him, a housefly flies into the telepod with him. <laughs> and then he teleports over and comes out. I got to say... One of the stars of this movie, and one of the stars that pulls the most weight in this movie, is the smoke in the resulting telepod as Jeff Goldblum is coming out. Like, it's impressive, like, really hiding that junk. Like, just the acting on that that smoke was astounding. Yeah, big, uh, and this was before CGI, so that's really smoke, people. Yeah. Yeah, and you know that it was a, it was not an easy feat, right? You know, you can mm-hmm. just see the BDE coming off of, uh, <laughs> you know, Jeff Goldblum. Um, what was it? Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna have a joke, but we already passed it. Oh, well, let's. Uh, well, no, the, there's a part work. where, like, his come on to Gina Davis before. All this happens is he just goes hamburger to like convince her to come out on a date with him. He's because he, well, it's like magic words, right? He's yeah. like, I got some magic words that are going to get you to come with me. Hamburger. Yeah. And so, like, she's trying to um, cheer him up after his, you know, inside out baboon incident. Uh-huh. And uh, she, like, tries to use the, the, the hamburger line on him. And then she climbs up on top of him. And, like, in my mind, I was like, or she just leaned into his ear and said, "How about some roast beef? <laughs> How about climb. some roast beef? <laughs> a, little, a little taste." Anywho, that's I. That wasn't necessary to go back for that joke because it's probably not that funny. Anyways, I leaned over and told you that. I laughed. It worked in the theater. Oh yeah. How about some roast beef? <laughs> How about a French dip? <laughs> so they. So Gina Davis comes back and and uh, fucks him again. She, the, you notice that there's like these weirdly thick 
hair is coming out of his back in one patch, yeah. which is like, hmm, that, that means something's going wrong. And uh, and he's like... He went through with the fly! Yeah, and he's insatiable. He has an insatiable appetite for sex now. And like, Gina Davis is like, ah, en- enough. I've You're starting a forest fire with my vagina at this point. <laughs> and uh, he's like, but, but, but... And, um... And then there's also, like, the next morning, he's, like, doing all these acrobatic tricks, and he has, like, super strength now. Mm-hmm. The first... Figure what on earth was that? Sugar. <laughs> Basically, the second act of this movie is a superhero origin story. Like, this could be yeah. just... This is basically, like, Spider-Man, but he's the fly. Fly, for man. The, for the... Fly, man. Does whatever a fly can. This is actually like where Spider-Man should have ended up. Buzz, buzz, buzz. Buzz, buzz, buzz. It's like, oh yeah, you got bitten by a radioactive spider? Oh, you're going to get cancerous boils and your skin's going to explode. But you'll have spider power, so. <laughs> come see, come saw. You yeah. know, you take, you give. <laughs> so. Um, but he's got an insatiable appetite for sugar. Like, he's just cranking on the sugar. Yeah, so, I mean, we're given a lot of... of sugar. Give me sugar. <laughs> the, we're given a lot of uh, glimpses of change in Seth Brundle. And then, you know, <laughs> he has this in, insatiable appetite for sex, which is, and, and Gina says that she can't keep going. And then, almost out of frustration with that, he's like, all right, we got to teleport you so you can have as much energy as me. Like, yeah. We got to be a power couple here. Like, Really, you gotta you gotta have the stamina that comes with being teleported. Yeah, he has a basic misunderstanding of what happened. Right, right. He's he, I mean, he, think, he posits that when he teleported, it like refined him. Yeah, it filtered. It acted as a filter that filtered out all the imperfections of being a human mm-hmm. and left only the good stuff, mm-hmm. which is an interesting, if extremely. Uh, like this is the best possible scenario and you just happened upon it like, <laughs> oh that's it wasn't that a fucking fly got into the thing like that's a much simpler and easier answer and although similarly there's, like confounding yeah i mean there's there's scientific breakthroughs that were by accident oh yeah but you can name them, you know, and that's the proof that, you know, that makes them the exceptions that prove the rule. There's fucking tons of accidents that are just accidents. Right. <laughs> and result in death. Oh, I guess we just disfigured an entire generation of children. Right. Oopsie doopsie. Flipper babies. Bum, 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 bum. Honk. Thalatomide. <laughs> it's like, okay, well. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um. So he gets frustrated that that Veronica won't transport because she obviously sees a lot of like weirdly off-putting changes in Seth, and so he decides to just go out and find some some bar whore <laughs> to transport. It's like fuck this. Am I wrong? <laughs> Some bar whore. It's just the it's just the disdain that you have for her. She's just some fucking gal hanging out at a bar. Uh-huh. Like, this fucking bar whore over here. 
Jesus. Well, she's sitting there watching like an arm wrestling competition for her sake, basically. And she's like, mm. and Jeff Goldblum goes and breaks his arm. And then she's like, okay, I'll come with you. And she, yeah, she's impressive. Very nice. If you, can you break me like you broke that guy's arm? She's like, I can definitely try. <laughs> and uh, so she comes um, all over the place. All over the place. And she um, does not get teleported. Gina Davis shows up and warns her with the iconic tagline. I didn't realize this is where this this line came from, but Gina uh, or Veronica shows up and says, not all be that. afraid, be very afraid. That's where that line came from? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. And that's the tagline for the movie. Which apparently, I think in the trivia, it said that it came from Mel Brooks. Mel, oh, yeah. Yeah, Mel, it did. Mel Brooks was a producer, on mm-hmm. an executive producer for The Fly. And he didn't want it to be known. Right. Yeah, he wanted to keep his name off of it in case people... This would be easily misinterpreted as like, ha wacky Mel Brooks, The Fly? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. Jesus. Oof. Um, so... Oh, yeah, important. Um, Veronica says she had those thick hairs analyzed, and they were insect in origin. So he still hasn't figured it out. And then the scene, like, where it really turns the corner. This is where it enters the the third act is the fingernail scene. Because it's pretty subtle up to this point. Like, he's definitely has some physical changes. He's got the thick hairs, and his face seems, like, more gaunt and looks like it's breaking out. Or at least, like, blotchy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Throughout, uh, you're kind. Of, throughout, his face changes in complexion a lot. Yeah. Like after the teleportation, it's no longer like svelte, good-looking Goldblum all the time. It's like you got good days and bad days. Yeah. And and furthermore, this third act is a half of the movie. It is a huge yeah. part of the movie, and but it keeps that pacing at a high clip. Right. So it works. It's not like it doesn't feel drawn out or or bad. It just feels like terrifying. And all like, of the all of the stages of the metamorphosis are so distinct, yeah, and so impressively one upping the last one that like it's it's just don't be a one upper. You never expect that it's going to keep going hmm. with one upping, and even till the last shot of the movie, yeah, it goes bonkers. So. Yeah, he has this scene where he's in the bathroom and he's like looking at his face and like trying to shave these thick hairs that are appearing on his face and he can't or they hurt or something. And then he looks down and he notices like his fingernail is loose and he like just pulls it off. It just comes off with no resistance. And then he kind of gives it a squeeze and it does the full on very satisfying. Yeah, pimple popping. Pimple pop onto the mirror, Uh which is... There were so many. There were. It was so gross. Fifteen spots in this movie where the whole audience in the theater was just like uproarious. Yeah, like they were like, like oh! "Oh, you know, it was." This was such a unique viewing experience. This was so crazy. Yeah. It was a lot of. Fun. It was so nice to see it with a with a theater. Um, so that's when he realized, like, oh. Dear, something 
I don't remember my fingernail coming off before. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Something might not be right. Hairs where there are no hairs before. This I remember. <laughs> this is not out of the norm. No. This has happened at least once before, but I don't remember losing body parts. Hmm. Hmm. And then we have some of the world's best 80s computer exposition. Oh, this, yeah. Oh, much better than The Thing. Much better than The Thing. Right. Uh, but still similarly just goofy as hell. Yeah, I mean, you look at, you think about this film, you think about Alien, mm-hmm. The Thing, like, it's a it was a golden age for just explaining things through text on a computer screen another one of my favorites is and i mention robocop 2 a lot but Uh robocop 2 has it start robocop 2 is where it starts moving away from the text explanations and starts showing impressive overlay impressive 3d models Mm -hmm. and uh and then and then it's all capped off and kind of ends this er this era Uh ends i feel like with jurassic park uh with the oh this is a unix system dinosaurs I know this. And then, like, her version of surfing a Unix system is uh, of uh, is not the command line. It is literally, like, a 3D overlay, yeah. and the file structure is, like, a bunch of buildings, and, like, it's very strange. Yeah. Reminds me of... Did you ever see the community... Well, you never watch nah, Community. I never watch it. There's a community episode where the dean gets a, a virtual reality, <laughs> like, office software, and he's just... He's in this. It's basically like a recreation of Lawnmower Man. I've never seen Lawnmower Man. Okay, is and, it good? Mm, no. Tell well, you know. I don't think so. No. I don't think I've I've watched parts of it, but it's like the best example of like early early nineties mm. CGI. Mm. Very bad. Ooh. Um. Anyway, so he he figures out something's wrong, and he goes to the computer and and like types in, and he realizes that. When he transported, there was something else in the transporter and, and discovers that a fly was there. And then he asked the computer, where'd the fly go? Where, some, where'd fly go? Something in the transporter. Yeah. Some thing. thing. Um, some fly. And the computer just goes, fusion. It's like, you mean I absorbed it? No. no not exactly. You fused with it. Yeah. It's Its DNA is fused with yours. Yeah. Um, yeah, full genetic fusion. And so he realized, like, oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, And then it skips forward, like, a month. And he calls Veronica, and the change is so horrific, even at this point. He's got his gloves on. Like, he's... I don't remember if he can... Walk he, on the ceiling. I think he yet. vomits on his food and he goes, Oh, that's not normal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm a pretty sick guy. Yeah, he gets a donut. He's like, vomits on it. He's like, Oh, that's disgusting. Oh, that's <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, his his performance is still so comical. Yeah. That it adds enough relief to make it very doable. Yeah, and notable, his ear falls off <laughs> in this scene. And apparently that was Gina Davis's authentic reaction. She didn't realize that that was going to happen. Oh, great. And so her reaction on film was genuine. Oh! Um, so it's just, it goes crazy. Um, Cronenberg talked about how, and this was around the time of the AIDS ac- a- epidemic, so people were talking about how this was kind of a um, metaphor for... 
AIDS, uh, but really Cronenberg talks about how it was... Is just disease, kind of. Right? Yeah, really it's about disease or aging or like chronic you know, sure, sure. stuff like cancer to where like it, it really works where it's like, oh yeah, your body is changing and destroying itself. Right. Um, so... Yeah, it's... I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess you if I don't know. Never mind. I'll drop that thought. Um, and then Veronica goes off and goes back to um, what's his name, Stathis, and he was like, "Oh no, don't touch me. You might be contagious." Which I thought mm, that's not how genetics work. Can you imagine if you could if genetics was infectious? Well, but also this is I think that's the key scene where pe- people can very freely interpret this and honestly interpret it as a metaphor for the AIDS mm, thing. Yeah, you know because it was new; no one had any idea how it worked. They just knew that they didn't want it. And please don't like. If I use the same bathroom as a brundlefly, am I going to? Turn into a brundlefly. Unless the brundlefly has bled on the toilet seat <laughs> and you have and you have an open wound on your butt, then you are safe. Isn't that? Do you remember getting? I remember all of that. Remember getting all that weird, like, okay, how does this work? Like, I remember that shit being like them being like, oh, uh, man. Uh, so if somebody sits, to, if they got AIDS and they sit down on a public toilet seat and then you sit down on the public toilet seat, can you? And your dick touches their dick's dick water. Can, can you get AIDS from the dick water transfer from dick to dick? And it's like... The answer is maybe. maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even today, it's it's a little... It feels like we've gone through it, and it, I almost have a feeling that it's still a little overblown, where it's like... Re, it's sexually tra- transmitted, but really, it's mostly anal. Oh, yeah. Like, the the stats on, like, vaginal... Sex is, it's possible, it's hot. but not probable. I'm very aroused. Anyways, um, so we we, oh yeah, and then she finds out that she's pregnant. She's pregante. Yeah, pregante. Who are pregnant? Can now. ooh get pregat pregat from having sex with a brundlefly? Am I pregnant? Help. And um, real timely, like a lot of talk about abortion in the last month or two. Yeah. Where it's like, ooh, yeah, it's really has this hot topic in this movie because um, Stathis is, well, what what was it? She wanted an abortion immediately because yeah. she, she, she like saw the monster that. Well, it's pretty great. It's pretty great. Out. She has this dream and you don't know it's a dream. Right. But in the dream, she goes to Stathis and he's like, let's get you. Am I pregnant? A, an abortion. An, oh, wait, abortion. Let, let's let let me get you. How long can Ugo being pregnant to get an abortion? Uh, <laughs> let's get you an abortion. <laughs> and so he takes her to a doctor and. And the doctor, okay, this is the f- most fucked up scene uh, right. because because the gynecologist is cut co- and all the towels all over her covered in blood. Like it's, like this is a there's like tubing flailing about. 
Yeah, it's it's like turns into the thing all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. It's just like whipping cords coming out of her vagina. It's like, how does the fucking vagina work? There's blood <laughs> everywhere. Holy God. And uh, <laughs> and the gynecologist is David Cronenberg. Right. This is his little uh, his little cameo. cameo. And, uh, and he pulls a maggot out of her. And he's like, oh, no, you have a baby maggot. And she's like, I am pregnant to last five weeks. So can I start sex? Can I start sex now? And he's like, no, you have a maggot in you. Ah!" And then she wakes up from this terrible dream. And uh, and then she tries to go and get a real abortion. And uh, and Brundle is not happy. He's like. Well, first of all, Brundle's doing a couple things. He's he's like behind the scenes. He's like he's trying to figure out how to make more humanity into the Brundlefly and his solution is more fusion. I got to get another human. I got I got to get more DNA in this mix. And so he wants to transport a human and himself into a Brundlefly human human. I'm kind of interested like I've never seen the Fly 2. I think there is the Fly 2. Yeah, it was straight to I I looked it up on IMDb. It was straight to video, which is not a great sign. Starring uh Eric Stoltz and um uh, it sounds bad, <laughs> but I am interested because the concept of like this spiraling out of control by trying to add more regular people into mm-hmm. your ge- genetic fusion thing seems like it would basically end in the thing, right? It's right, like, right. Uh, well, now we're just a fucking weird amalgamation of mm-hmm. horrific, fucked up genetic bullshit. Yeah. Um. So I'm really interested in where that could go. Yeah. Um. And he's like, we see him considering that and like consulting with a computer about it. And then Gina Davis comes back and there's this monologue where it kind of reveals that he's struggling with his humanity at this point where he's like. What about the past? Our past. We never really shared one. You're inhuman. No, I'm in in touch with humanity. (laughs) And he is basically talking about how brutal insects are, that there's no. You know, there's no politics with insects. There's no, like, conversation or, you know, compromise. Which he's really saying is, like, he knows what he's going to do, and he's warning Veronica to, to get distance. Because yeah. he can't... Eventually, he's going to lose his humanity completely. And can't she, control my urges. <laughs> need to commit homicide on a massive scale. Um so he warns her and and she leaves but he also overhears that she's going to get an abortion yeah and oh, i wonder if we're going to get flagged about a billion times by talking about abortion uh, it's isn't it so crazy that when there's a you, you mentioned covid once and it's like want to learn more information about covid before it, isn't it so crazy that the thing that people want to talk about is now like the uh, like outlawed like it's like no don't we don't talk about that like we don't talk about abortion isn't that literally the solution to all these problems is to talk about isn't that why free speech is so important shut up oh okay i mean i guess i'm a pretty sick guy so So, important to talk about abortion yeah so he finds out and then like bursts through the hospital wall like the kool-aid man and kidnaps her and takes her back to the to the place, um, and then this is basically we witness the final. Oh wait, I skipped over the 
the uh, Brundlefly or the Brundle Museum of Natural History, which is a great little scene because he loses. So we see him lose his ear and his teeth. See him lose his teeth. Mm hmm. And he opens, like, his bathroom cabinet, and there's just this assortment of lost body parts, including his penis. Oh, did, I didn't, didn't even didn't, see that. If you didn't notice didn't that. Didn't even see it. Yeah, just, like, appendages and stuff that have fallen off of his body, and he just he's just keeping it, you know. And the scientist is basically all that's left of the human part of right. him. <laughs> this man who's excited about... Got to catalog these rotting pieces of body, and not even in a refrigerator or freezer or anything. It's a it's a weird. He's I mean, what can you do? Like, he's accepted his transformation to a degree. In that, like, what what can I do other than just continue the science, right? And uh, the transformation. It's very uh, it's very hopeless feeling. It's very sad. It's just yeah. So it ends with Stathis showing up with a shotgun. And Brundlefly attacks him, and this is the other, like, scene that will stick with you, definitely, which is Brundlefly vomits on his hand and just dissolves his hand. And it's so brutal and, like, so... You just really believe that someone's hand is being dissolved. There's some stop motion, if I'm not mistaken, but also some sped-up footage Mm -hmm. uh, and shaking. Yeah. That all work together to create this very alarming um, yeah. up-close image of his hand dissolving. That's... Oof, and, yeah. then, and then he leans over because he's trying to kick the shotgun back up to his other good arm. And Brundlefly vomits on his ankle. ankle and just, like, takes his foot off. And this is the exact moment... <laughs> That Gina Davis is like, no, stop, leave him a horribly... Well, he's about, he's like, crawls up to his head and it's about to vomit on his head. And she's like, no, wait, stop. Leave him horribly crippled for the rest of his life. You've melted his essential body parts. That's not essential. A foot and a hand? It's essential enough to fuck up the rest of your life in a massive way. I'd rather live. At least, oh yeah, I'd rather live too. Um, but at least if your hand got cut off, you'd be able to be like, yeah, if you like, here, here, doctor, like, eh? if he vomited on his crotch, you'd be like, okay, take me, take me. No, Gina, don't stop him. This is important. <laughs> um, and then he, so Brennafly gets Veronica and, uh, we see that there's three telepods now with a little more eighties computer exposition. We find out that. One person's going to go on one, the other's going to go on the other, and they're going to f- be fused in the third. Um, and then um, Brundlefly is trying to wrangle Veronica into one of the pods, and she, like, rips off his jaw, and the final transformation happens, which is this final fly head just, like, basically pops off of... Pops... Um, all of what is left All of, of what of, is left of humanity off of... Yeah, all of what neck. is left of Seth it just sloughs off. Yeah, it's sloughing off of him as he walks around, and his joints are kind of reorganized. Uh-huh. It's very upsetting. It's, it's very, very yeah, disturbing. Super disturbing. My mouth, I, I'm not joking. <laughs> so many parts of this movie, I was just, I, I just found myself with my mouth just wide open, just going, what? Um, 
so he gets her into the pod. He gets himself in the pod. And Stathis, this is pretty unique for an 80s movie. So his his character is like the quintessential yuppie asshole. Mm-hmm. And he ends up saving the day because <laughs> he gets the shotgun, gets uh, Veronica out of the pod. Uh, Brundlefly sees this and tries to stop it by breaking out of the breaking the glass of his telepod and stepping through but it just starts teleporting as he's stepping through and you see Brundlefly disappear as well as about a quarter of the telepod itself and then in the third fusion telepod it opens up and he collapses out and it's like a Brundlefly slash uh, it's basically Brundlefly Tetsuo Iron Man yeah. at this point. Just like jagged edges of the telepod are jutting out of this grotesque fly Ugh. monster. And he's crawling and there's like cables trailing behind. It's a good thing he wrote that program to make the uh, to make the teleporter uh, excited about Yeah, flesh. crazy about the flesh. Woo! It worked. Um, so, so yeah, um, and then the final bit of humanity that we see is Brundlefly Pod, is what I'll call it, grabs the shotgun and puts it to its forehead. Yeah, it's like, please, just do me. And Gina Davis is, like, broken up, and she's delirious with, with, uh, sadness, and then she's like, no, I can't. And she's like, uh, yeah, I can. And then it blows it up. End of movie. That's it. Yeah. There's no, like, follow-up scene of, like, oh, she actually had the baby, and it turned out healthy. It's 100% human. And, like, oh, here's the follow-up. Like, she's fine. Nope. Just ends on the super stark, exploding Brundlefly pod's head off. I wonder if this movie could provide a good starting point for the abortion debate. You know, where it's like... (laughs) Where it's like, look, okay, well, look, if the if the if the potential child is a potential abomination against humanity, then would it be allowed? <laughs> uh, at that point, could she choose? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and then we could just go from there, like because yeah, there's a spectrum. There's like, eh, I don't want a kid. To no, there's Brundlefly. No, no, no. The spectrum starts at, oops. I forgot to use a condom. <laughs> Tomorrow I'm gonna get the after, you know that like lighthearted, mm-hmm. like breezy uh, thing. Down to yeah, down to Brundlefly. Yeah, late term Brundlefly abortion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If it's a maggot, is that okay? Can we abort maggots? Yeah. Hmm. What question. if it was just like, just like she's she's giving birth to like a thousand maggots. Oh wow! Not one. Oh, but like, they were. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but they. But they were like, you know, you know that, you know that show on Netflix. Is it cake? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it was a baby that was just a bunch of maggots shaped together uh-huh, uh-huh. into the form of a yeah. baby. <laughs> She's like, oh wait, and upon closer inspection, this is just a bunch of maggots. <laughs> Oh God damn, look at those hot children. <laughs> okay, so 
final recommendations, everyone needs to see The Fly. No, Absolutely no. Not. There's a lot of people who we really, really, really can't handle this movie. <laughs> really, really a lot. More so even than The Thing, I feel like. This is a soul-crushing movie. If you watch it without an audience, if you watch this at home alone, this would be so fucking rough. It's a rough movie, but it's it's worth it. It's a great I mean, everyone has to be exposed to this movie at least once. I yeah, this this definitely transcends the horror genre. Although right. being squarely in the dead dead center of right. that, like and not for normal horror. Although there's one terribly effective jump scare in this that's just perfect where he comes through the most, like most of, man. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. No, where he falls down from the ceiling and he's like, "What's oh, up?" Yeah. <laughs> She's like, ah! But no, like it's so strange because most of this is not it's a horrible concept. It's not scary scary. It's right. just it's it's this isn't spooks and ghosts and and like frightful uh um things happening. It's just a horrendous concept. Yeah, everyone's experienced like changes in their body that they're like, what does this mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm, well, that's a weird pain that I've never experienced before. Or like, that mole looks different. Mm, my dick has never fallen off before. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, I guess every time I say everyone should watch it, I feel like the ones that I'm like, ah, you don't have to watch it are the ones where I'm like, well, this specific crowd would probably like it. Mm. But, yeah, in terms of people that are really going to like The Fly is anyone that likes body horror or really fucked up special effects is like... This is a a master class. This is so much better than, like, like gore to me. It's so much more disturbing, this body horror stuff, than like, oh, his head got chopped off with a chainsaw. Because you're emotionally invested. Yeah. Yeah, you don't you don't care when Jason's mom gets her head lopped off, although it is a cool effect that Tom Savini did. It's not it's not uh it's not emotionally impressive. Right. You you don't care. You're just like, oh good, she's dead. All right. All right, let's move on to a new bit called Horrorable videos. Okay, let's do it. And uh this should work out great since we're in audio format. I'm going to show you a bunch of videos. <laughs> okay. And, well, and get your reaction to it. And to be clear, uh if you want to uh view these videos, head on over to the post for this uh this episode, the fly review over at horrormovietalk.com. I don't just- think I can embed these, but I can put links to they're all on Reddit. Oh, okay. You yeah. put links to them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So our on, let me let me scoot a little closer here so that I can Okay. 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 Can you see it? I tried I can, to make them big enough. I can enough. see it. I got a fella on top of a hill. Um that seems to be a construction zone. Right. So you might have to These are pretty short. Might have to show them on repeat. You could, you okay. could uh, yeah, narrate no. what's what's going on. And we'll I just... have to determine whether this could fit in a horror movie. Right. Okay. Could this be in a horror movie? Okay. Or is this better or worse than anything you've seen in a horror movie? Okay. Uh, in terms of just terror. and We're still working. We're still playing with the concept. Right. But most importantly is to get your reaction to got it, these got videos. Got it. Got it. These are... I've been saving these up. So these are... I know you are on the same subreddit, but I'm hoping that you forgot some of the ones that you've watched. Okay. From like 
months ago. Here we go. Guy standing on top of kind of a dirt hill. Okay. Oh! Oh! Oh my God! Oh my God! Why would he do that? David, explain what you just watched. Oh my God! Oh! I I hate this bit! Oh! Yay! I feel sweaty. Oh! Oh! I don't want to do this anymore. Explain what happened, David. Oh! He. Oh. So a guy does he, parkour. He does a, a flip off of a cliff, and it's not like a high cliff. Yeah, it's about like 10 it's, feet it's tall. It's like a sandbank. I don't know. Oh, my God. And then but he it's lands directly on. into... Oh, stop there's, it. I don't want to see that again. There's some driftwood with like a jutting root, and he lands crotch first. Oh, my God. No, it's it's had to impale his flesh a lot. Stop it. All right, so that was... Oh. What, what do you think? I'm all sweaty. Is that horrible or... Or like... Ah. Is that worse than what you'd see in a horror movie? Have you ever felt that in a horror movie? Maybe that's... Maybe that's no, the answer. No. Uh, no, that was... I am... They the answer can't is, continue to be like this. The, the answer is, real life is much more terrifying. Oh, so that's the first clip. That's the first one. Okay, so we're going to go... We'll title... Uh, you'll title these, I assume, first, second, third, fourth, fifth clip. Sure. So the, the title on the subreddit is, My Jewels Hurt Watching This. Uh, th- but it's not like he jumped onto driftwood that was gnarled. <laughs> He has to have lost, like, maybe even... That could have, like, poked into his ephemeral artery or something like that. Holy shit. Okay. Next. Okay. This one's a little lighter. This one's a little lighter. (laughs) How it feels to chew five gum. Okay. Oh! Oh, my God. Stimulate yourself. I was a dick. It was just a dude's erect penis thrown into a mouse trap. So not, not as bad. Not as bad as the first one. What is that sound? Is that... That's just the water. Oh, my God. Why would you put your dick in a mouse trap? Honest to God. Oh, to feel alive? <laughs> <laughs> because it's what the taste of chewing five duck gum is? Uh-huh. Wow, I'm all sweaty. Ugh. Here's the next one. Oh. All right, where, where are we set up? So we're in a tree. Is this a dude climbing a tree? And it looks like there's smoke, so I assume he's chainsawing. This is mm-hmm. not going to be good. Is he going to die? Am I going to witness him dying? I don't know. Unclear. Please don't. I don't want to watch somebody die, man. Oh. I turn these off. I think he's fine. The tree's getting ready to go. Above where he's at. Oh. Oh no, the boom! Oh! <laughs> he's fucking dead for sure. Oh, he's fine. No way! He's fine. Oh, oh my god! What did oh, you just watch? That was so horrible. What did you just watch? Okay, there? so I'm going to explain this because I think I figured out what how it works. The tree went so much slower than it should have. <laughs> So this dude's sitting like 15 feet up a tree and he's sawing 
on it, and he's just fucking sitting on the tree, like uh-huh. in a, in a spot where you're able to sit, you know, in like a crotch of a, a limb. He saws the tree, and then the tree goes like real slow, you know, all this weight. Normally, it would start to go, and then it would just go. Yeah. But so what had happened was they had tied it off onto a boom. That's yeah, onto above like him. a crane, yeah. Onto like not a crane, but like a man lift, you know, like like something that can extend high up. And then as it went, it was too heavy, obviously, uh-huh. and it pulled the boom down on top of this man, crushing him to death. Well, it just hits him in the noggin. It's like a little bonk. It just bonks him. Right you in think the it noggin. just bonked him in the head? Yeah, he's fine. He's. That one you will get to watch someone actually die. I if you don't, which clip was that? Was that Unclear. four? That three? that was three. Oh man, we're only three in. That was titled Cranium. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is so fucked up. This bit is off the charts fucked up. Oh no, I can't do these weightlifting ones. I can't. Is he gonna poop out his colon or something? Here we go. No, I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch. You gotta watch. It's the bit. Uh, oh no! Oh no! Oh, don't squat! Don't squat! It is so much weight. Oh, he's got like four spotters. I can't. Those ones. I'm so. I don't want to do this bit ever again. (laughs) I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, I feel like I'm going to cry, man. This is so gross. What happened Uh, in the video? (laughs) This dude is all jacked and he's picking up way too much weight. And that is evidenced by the fact that when he goes to squat it, something in his leg just completely gives, and he just crumples. Yeah, his knee just basically snaps in half. Oh, my God. Okay. Look, how many more of these are I don't are think there? we have any. This one's a happy one. Oh, my God. This one's a happy one. <sighs> She's having a baby in a parking lot? Here we go. Wow. That girl was just standing in a parking lot and a baby fell out of her. Yes. That was fucking amazing. Yeah. The the girl is standing upright. And just like kind of has her knees slightly open, and a midwife is just like next to a Honda Pilot. She's like <laughs> underneath, like a like a quarterback behind a center. Like hut hut. This is baby. So important. Listen to me. If we're ever going to do this bit again, <laughs> it's important that gotta they have m- some palate cleansers. Oh mean? my god! <laughs> if you just line up a bunch of shit, I'm gonna walk out of here. <laughs> If you just line up soul-crushing shit, that's going to destroy... Like, I'm stressed to the max. Like, my day's ruined. <laughs> You're on the subreddit as much as I am. I turn them off. 
I get a gist for where it's going, and then I go, oh, that guy died. And then I move on before I see it. That was that was that was amazing though. That 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 was so amazing that I, I don't think I would believe it if it wasn't a horror movie. Right. Like it's Yeah. Uh, that was that was crazy. The baby just came out. She's just a normal looking woman and a baby just kind of like the the nurse is just like grab is there to yeah, just take the hike. Yeah. My wife was in my labor wife. for like 12 hours. And you just hear these stories of like they show up and the baby's already like crawling out and think eh. um, the first examination you're like man oh, speaking wait, wait, wait you can't just keep you can't just fucking go through this so quickly take a deep breath I so I think we only have one or two spooky more spooky shit spooky shit I I got a story that I wanted to tell yesterday um, we had just gotten done with the sound check um, and I I had to pick up my kids and go home. Uh, I opened the front door. Um, I had been hanging out with uh, Fart Simpson. We were talking, having a good time. So I go home, open the front door. My wife, I can hear vacuuming in the background. Um, And so I was like, oh, okay. So she didn't hear me come in. So I do what any good husband would do um, or any good wife would do. And I... uh, I approach her stealthily mm. while she's vacuuming and she's in the bathroom and I just go, <laughs> and I hear her fall down while screaming. And, and she's like, Oh my God, why would you, why would you do this to me? And I go, do you have any idea how funny it is to hear someone basically believe they're going to die? From you screaming yabba dabba doo. <laughs> so she uh, feared for her life because I was Fred Flintstoning in the front door. <laughs> yeah. That's good stuff. She thought she was alone. She wasn't. This is all poor, poor. Okay. Okay. Give me the next one. Let's get through this shit. All right. Oh. I think there's only one or two more. So oh, we're almost no. done. Oh, no. Oh, this one's a good one. Oh, no. Okay. We're in a car. There's a dash cam footage. Mm-hmm. It looks like we're headed straight toward a midi- median strip. Uh-huh. Okay. Here we go. Uh-huh. We hit the median strip. Oh, now we get an inside view of the bus. Everybody cranks. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. This is this is normal. You really gotta appreciate these two women in front. Bang! <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, they they Wham! <laughs> <laughs> that impact, everybody gets taught. No one's expecting it. Yeah, just everyone these two women in the front row, like are still in sitting positions as they get thrown into the seats in front of them. Woof. Yeah, that's not a fun time. No one's... Okay. Oh, okay. Dear. Here's... Oh, dear. This is an... Oh, no. Are we going to watch an ankle get snapped? No. This woman's about to... She's Whoa. standing next to a waterfall. Oh, no! She's falling down the waterfall! Oh! Wow, that could have gone off so much worse. Wow. Oh, that could have gone so much worse. Now she's underwater. Oh, wow. She's actually s- stuck underwater, maybe. No, I think the camera's underwater. Her head's up below. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. Oh, wow. There's something about that, like... <laughs> you only hear a certain type of groaning when you're, it's, like, truly... 
wind knocked out of you, traumatic, like, just, you got owned. <laughs> You're just like, <laughs> Okay, can we get to horror movie horrors? I don't want to do any more of these. Let, me, just, let me see. How... Oh, no, 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 no. The... No, oh. no, 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 I, no. No, it's okay. Done. There's just one more. This it's already the, a, uh, an hour thirty. We're done. I know th- this is this is the best one to end on. I promise. Okay, you'll just like this. There's one. a security at my rooftop private gym. He was definitely fired. Wait for it. Is the text on the screen? This is a TikTok, and it looks like we're inside a gym. Yeah, maybe. There's a person. Wow, that's the first one. First one. Oh. <laughs> There's a woman doing squats. And a dude walked up behind her and sniffed her ass. Oh my god. Third time. Sniffed her ass again. He walks back twice. And gets lower and closer every time. He's coming back a third time to sniff her butt. Dude, he's like dwelling there too. He's like doing a full three Mississippi. So I had to do the second He's coming video. back a fourth this time? Fourth, there's a fourth time he comes in. Yeah, look. The, oh, shit. She's like, what wow. the fuck are you doing, guy? Oh. Yeah, she... Dude, he, his nose the, must have, have been on the men episode. His his nose, like, must have gone upper crack because she turns around. She's like, what the fuck? And he immediately goes into like, oh, I just think I dropped my contact on the floor. I must have mode. fallen down while sniffing your ass. <laughs> <sighs> okay, I want to show the last two. The last two uh, are yeah, brutal. No, we're done. We're done. Okay. Yeah, I can't. I cannot. I'm panicking. I'm, <laughs> I feel like I need to escape you. I consider this a success. So if you want to catch those, any of those clips, uh, head over to horrormovietalk.com slash episodes, probably slash the fly review, the, the dash sure. fly dash review, or just click on uh, yeah, episodes go banner. To, go, to the, go to the site. Whoosh, woof, woof, woof. Okay, we have a, an ass load. Of, maybe we might not get through all these messages. There's a lot of messages this, today. Wow, there is so many. And you, you repeat callers. We're, we may need to like screen some of these. We may not get through all of your. Yeah, we'll see. Repeat calls. I mean, some of these are pretty short. Okay. Some of them are like thirty seconds. So right. we'll see. All right. What we got? Oh, oh, you know what? We hey got to shut up. We got to intro it. With, uh, oh, yeah, horror. Whore. 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 This is a little bit where we play your calls at 682-253-4468. Give us a call. Let us know. It's DJ. So, uh, listening to the men podcast and uh, i just have to say so it's okay to make a movie about men and portray them all as villains but god forbid we make a similar movie about women right that's that's off limits right there i mean we're that's that's a fucking double standard don't you guys think kind of bullshit so anyway sorry for the controversial call yeah. And uh, I'll see you guys later. You're not sorry. Yeah. Because why? The movie, why? Because the movie, he's a man. Yeah, the movie based on that constant fear that men have that women are going to murder them. Yeah. Yeah, no. Look, I mean, it, clearly <laughs> CJ didn't watch the movie. <laughs> and also, <clears throat> CJ, it's not looking good for you right now, bro. It's not looking good. I mean... Yeah, I mean, it's, the whole thing is like... Is the Beast from the East? Is that... 
Is it CJ from Massachusetts? I don't know. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, no, man. It's not that. It's not really that. You. It is. There is a good point uh, in there. You know, technically, the, I would say the movie that would be the woman version of this, it wouldn't be women. It's like, I think we're more afraid of the one that's like, there's definitely a psycho out there. Like Gone Girl would be one, oh, or like yeah. Fatal Attraction, like stuff, stuff where it's like, oh, this person is insane. Yeah, there's a lot of those. There's definitely, a lot of those, definitely. Yeah. But as a whole, I don't think it's like, why there's an entire rule about that. Don't put your dick in crazy. crazy yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, a, in it's terms a true of, rule. Yeah, but in terms of danger represented by the entire sex of womanhood. Low. Not, not really. Low. Not worried about not it. Not worried about it. They're mostly nice. I like the way they smell, especially their butts. Yeah. <laughs> Sneak up behind them in a the gym. You know, on a second thought, I'm actually not sorry. Oh, he's not sorry. Oh, okay, okay. Here's Glittercore. No. This is Glittercore. Um, this is about the men after pod. Um, if y'all don't listen to the Acropod, then A, you suck, and you just need to sign up because you're missing out on a lot. Anyway, um, man, you really remind me of my husband and I, um, with personality stuff, and that's amazing. Um, because that means you have a good relationship, like my husband and I. Anyway, um, Bryce, totally get the procrastination. Uh I understand you know your time limits and you will get it done and when you get it done it's amazing I'm the same way um I don't know if you're like me though because um this might be a term that I wasn't aware of but I thought I termed or coined the term uh back in undergrad um cuz I used to instead of procrastinate I used to pro masturbate because oh, yeah. um, oh, yeah. I just masturbate instead of like studying or like doing my assignments. Um, procrastinate is what I called it. Procrastinate. Y'all should try it. I'm going to teach it out in high schools and stuff because, you know, I'm a good citizen and shit. Anyway, love you guys. Bye. Sabrina, don't just stare at it. Eat it. <laughs> Glittercore staying on brand. On brand. Um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I've definitely partaken in some procrastination. Some. Like, it could literally be the title of the book about my life. <laughs> yeah, no, if, yeah, it's definitely um, a lot of masturbation. Okay, here's here's Glittercore again. Hey, it's Glittercore again. Um, sorry, I've been drinking Dr. Shocker. Pepper Zero sugar, which is Dr. Amazing. Pepper Zero. Sorry, anyway, you um, fucking toxic man. So I'm not really cool with all the new terms and stuff, but mansplaining, I didn't really know what that meant. I heard it from this med student I was teaching like a year ago, and they tried to explain it to me, but I didn't really understand it. I come up a woman. And I hope a man. it was a man. But um, you guys have kind of uh, let me know what mansplaining is. So like, I'm thinking the next time I think somebody might be mansplaining something to me, I might just be like, well, why don't you tell me what I don't know? Well, <laughs> you just tell me what I don't know. And that's probably the worst impression mm. of Will Sasso doing just Ventura that you have ever heard. So you're fucking welcome. Man, mansplaining, just another example of something men can do that women can't. 
<laughs> We're so much better at mansplaining oh, than man. women. It's so disgusting. Much like, get on our level. Can yeah. you please try to mansplain something? It really explains the income discrepancy. You know? <laughs> okay. Wow. Like, Jesus. Oh, you're just as good. What about mansplaining? Yeah. Well, how how will you do that? I love how she didn't know what mansplaining meant, so someone had to explain it to her. A man. I hope it was a man. Yeah. Well, she said it was us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So at least We mansplained mansplaining. Well, no, you did. I... Yeah. Maybe you can explain mansplaining. <laughs> All right. Next caller. Hey, this is Sam from Indianapolis. Um, listening to your men review. And I just want to say, not all men, okay? Okay. I myself have never been birthed from a weak, Wiccan deity or some bullshit like that. And did anybody even think about his feelings? Like, this poor homeless guy doesn't even have clothes, and he's living in a tunnel, and some hooky bitch comes and just starts yelling gibberish in his home, probably scared the shit out of him. He was asleep, but he just wanted to let her know how it feels when somebody just comes creeping around where you live, unprovoked, and, uh, oh, poor her, she's she's the victim because some dude is just trying to live his best life being naked under a tunnel. (laughs) Women. Hot take. That is actually a... The best take that, uh, like, if you're trying to, yeah, if you're trying to, like, straw man this. <laughs> yeah. If you're a homeless, naked man that's, like, utterly destitute, nothing to your name, and you're just like, just, I finally found this tunnel where I can finally. guard myself from the elements, and all of a sudden you hear, like, and you're like, bitch. Uh, and then you wait for it to stop, but it just goes and goes and goes for four minutes. And you're like, okay, I'm up now. What? What is it? Are you want me to come over there? Why don't you tell Excellent. me what you want? Excellent take. Thank you. Hey, gents. It's uh, Dexter's Dark Passenger from Austin, Texas. I uh, wanted to call in uh, as I was listening to this week's review of men and had a thought while you guys were going back and forth on Team Spear and Team Bat, and I don't know if this has been said before, but I think the Spear is the best option you should go with because if the Spear breaks, you still have a wooden stick that can be used technically as a bat. Um, Other than that, gents, love the show. Um, Been a long-time listener. Uh, i glad I stuck in with you because one of the first podcasts I listened to uh, I listened to you guys rip apart probably my favorite horror movie of all time, Event Horizon. But uh, you have a special place in my heart, and obviously, I you know we're all here to disagree and agree alike. So keep doing what you're doing, gents. Love the show. Look forward to calling in down the road. What was his name? He was in Austin, Texas. Um, went by a pseudonym. He's, he went by Dexter's Dark Passenger. Oh, Dexter, thank you for thank you for calling. Thank you for listening to the show, even though we. Um we probably made you aware of the shittiness of the Dark Horizon. Um, and it is. Like, it's the most impressive Paul W.S. Anderson movie there is. Yeah. And that says something. Right. You know, that yeah. really says something. But, um, yeah, no, thanks thanks for sticking in with us. And, yeah, exactly. Like, opinions, they're just opinions, man. Like, don't, don't get too bad and out of shape if we don't like your favorite movie mm-hmm. or if we do like a movie that you think is just fucking dumb. That's fine. Like, so many people... We love Hereditary. So many people hate it. And that's... Pfft, hell, that's why, you know, that's why the world's a, a cool place to be is because everybody yeah. likes different shit. So, yeah, totally. Just, You're free to have your wrong opinions. Right. It's all right. 
Hi, Dan and Bruce. I'm a listener to your podcast. Wow, I must say, what a show. Lol, lots of laughs and good memories, by the way. I've heard of a movie called Pigs from 1973. Oh. I think it would be a good movie to hear you talk about. <laughs> In addition, I live on a pig farm, so I am emotionally invested in pigs in general. Anyway, goodbye. Wow, that's wow. an interesting call. Yeah. You know, we've actually been hearing a lot about pigs from mm-hmm. 1972. Um, our Swedish superfan, Magnus, right. um, brought it to our attention originally. <laughs> He's also the man who brought you the by, our review of The Bye Bye Man and our review of Rats and Bats. Mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of a track record with horror movie talk, Magnus may be... One of the only one people, of the most influential listeners we have, like, probably the most influential listener. Yeah, we he's have. he's worked out how to browbeat us into watching stuff. But you know, the last time there was trying to be a gr- groundswell to make us watch a terrible movie, it failed. Yeah, and uh, it was because Magnus wasn't uh, probably wasn't at the helm. I yeah, I think he was kind of on board, but his heart wasn't in it. Right. It just you know? it it felt like a. Yeah, Magnus. many many imitators, but no one no one quite like Magnus. Hello, Daniel and Brian. I am yet another unrelated <laughs> listener, and I love your podcast. How do you come up with all those funny jokes that you tell? <laughs> ha ha ha! Anyway, that last. Caller sounded both sweet and smart. I now feel very curious about the movie Pigs. What do you say? Catch you on the flippity flop. Bye. You know how did she know that the last caller talked about pigs? This is we take live calls. Um, okay. So you know this is actually not a bad time to mention that Magnus actually has his own film review podcast. Mm-hmm. Catch is it's in Swedish, um, right. and. Actually, you know, it's the number, f- uh, like, it's pretty reliably pegged at number four yeah. for film reviews in in Sweden. Nice. Like, in terms of capturing one audience, <laughs> like, they do a much better job than we do. <laughs> we spread wide, you know? Hey, we I'm pretty sure wide. we were number one in, like, Azerbaijan once. Yeah, no, there's a few countries that I can't pronounce that we've been number one yeah. in. Yeah. Hi, Nathaniel and Ben. Wow, what smart and interesting listeners who have called in before me. I do not know them or any potential listeners who might call in after this call. I was just going to say that your podcast is very good and interesting. I had intended to recommend talking about the movie Pigs, but now I heard that the other listeners had time to recommend it before me. Ha ha, what a world, huh? Have a great one. (laughs) Okay. There seems to be a robot calling us or something like that. A robot? It's about pigs? Very similar sounding voice. Yeah. And alternating speeds. Robot. Yeah. Oh, well. What's the next call? Hey, guys. Uh, Jeremy from Milwaukee here calling again. Another robot. Um, I promise I'm not going to call every week, but you did call to action when you were asking about the tits in Hollywood. Um, the reason behind that is 
simple fact of everything is generalized as much as possible to get a wider audience. So the more boobs you have, you're cutting your audience down every time between prudes and children. Everything's going to be sexless like The Rock for now on. That, that's all it is. Asexual like The Rock through and through. The Rock will be the only movie star for now on. No tits, no dick, nothing considered not PC, and unless you're trying to be an art film. Anything that's not basically The Rock is going to be considered an art film here from here on out. And also, last time you said I should be a patron so I could skip those fucked up commercials, and I am a patron. But sometimes I still listen to Spotify because it's just more convenient than going to your website before I get in my car. Oh. All right, fuck hard. Already talked too long. Bye. Thank you for being a patron, and I'm sorry for mispatronizing you. Really, uh, throwing some shade at the rock. No, but you've definitely noted. You know exactly what he's talking right. about. Yeah, it's if it doesn't star the rock or um, who's that little comedian guy? Ryan Reynolds. No. Oh. Well, him too. No, the the black little comedian guy. Oh, the rock and uh, Kevin Hart. Yeah, Kevin Hart. Uh, or one of them. Right. It's it's not a fu- yeah, but Ryan Reynolds too. Yeah, you can only see boobies in art films now. Yeah, there's well, no wide release. There, there's no R-rated movies that show boobs that I can think of in recent years. So that can't. It's be pretty true. hard to find R-rated movies, to be honest. No. No, there's a fucking assload of them out right now. Well, we'll have to get a booby count. Uh, I guess. Thanks so, for your call. Yeah, good points. Good points. Jeremy, um, let's go to... Okay, we got two more. Oh, that's it. Okay. Hey, guys. It's Ian. I just wanted to say, please, 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 mm-hmm. please mm-hmm. do hoodies. Please. Oh. I'm sure a lot of people want you guys to do hoodies, so please. Uh, tonight, you guys will be at the Kickin's Theater. I'm so jealous of everybody that's getting to go. I hope you guys still do it next year, um, and I can plan a vacation around it, try to plan one around it. And the last thing is I asked a group on Facebook about the spear-bat debate. 26 said bat, 14 said spear. And then I asked at the restaurant bar that I work part-time at, I asked 33 different people. 19 said bat, 14 said spear. So I guess the team I'm on, Team Bat, when sorry mm-hmm. Bryce uh, you guys are fucking awesome love you guys love you buddy yeah thanks for thanks for uh, doing some impromptu polls on the bat spear debate nothing we didn't know you know not Bryce even know you know, he, he knows he, it, I know there's plenty of unwashed masses out there that think that bats are superior and then to the other caller who was like you know a spear because if it breaks you still got a piece of wood mm-hmm. um yeah, you know why people aren't saying that about bats? Because bats don't fucking break. Sure they do. Not an aluminum bat. When was the last time you saw a fucking aluminum bat? Cave. Never. You could bend it in half and then it's useless. You could bend it in half? Uh-huh. Give me an aluminum bat right now. I'll bend it in half. I'll go out to my truck. <laughs> last caller. It's the air again. You're afraid of... COVID. Oh, wait, no, it's monkeypox now. That's what you're afraid of. That's right, monkeypox. Mike from California, shut your TVs off unless you just use them to watch horror movies for the purpose of this 
podcast and okay, but the news and all that other shit, get it out of your life. Uh, keep up the good work, guys. I appreciate the podcast. Later. Okay. Well, I appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, monkey, monkey pox. It's starting in uh, King County. It's right close to home, right where, uh, right where COVID kind of entered. I'll eat my ass, monkey pox. Like, I mean, that's how you contract it, I think. Oh, is it really? Uh-huh. It's an ass-eating disease? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. We're Ooh, finally there. Decimate Gen Z. Yeah. <laughs> Leaving the boomers completely. <laughs> this was a boomer-designed disease. Right. Yeah, this is fully Bill Gates. He he, he came out. I guess, is Gates boomer? Is he, he acts. Yeah, he's boomer. Yeah, he's boomer. Yeah. yeah he's got a strong boomer vibes. I, I don't know. What do you think Mike from California is? Do you think he's a boomer? No. No? No. What? I feel he's probably our age. No. I think he's a boomer. All right. If you say so. Or an Xer. Pro- well, hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, it's really important that we other people. It's really important that we stay afraid of the air. So. Stay afraid of the air. Um, yeah. Monkeypox, et cetera. I don't know. Well, like, I don't. But I will say that I def- definitely agree with Mike in terms of like, I turn news off. Fucking ages ago. I do not. Do you ever watch the news or no read the news? Like it's all just like it's just this obvious. Like <laughs> yeah, I I'm so such a joke. Why would I listen to just it's just propag it's been propaganda for decades. It's amazing. It's like there's the story and then the immediate take. Yeah, it's like here's what happened, but here's what everyone's going to be talking but about. But more importantly, here's how you should feel about it. It's like, yeah. fuck you. I know how I can, I, I can I can come up with, I can be trusted to come up with my own interpretation of how things, uh-huh. I don't know. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll uh, get back to you next week. If you can join us in June for the Hereditary live show at Kickin' Theater, please do. That's Friday, June 24th. Doors open at 9. We will... A party, and we'll have a great time, and, um, you know, you finally get to be a part of the cult, mm-hmm. so come on out. Uh, please share the podcast with a friend. Um, go to our website. There's plenty of ways you can support us, either Patreon, you can click through the button in the banner to go to Amazon if you're going to buy stuff from Amazon. Leave us a review. Leave, Leave us, us a, review, a review, please, God. Please. A couple please. people have been leaving reviews, and I really appreciate it. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Um. Okay, love you. Bye-bye. Bye. We love you. Bye. Hello, and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 go. Always get priority. But we also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. Wow, that didn't sound good. It stinks.